Welcome to Technology Forward, where we explore trends and developments in the additive manufacturing industry. Hi, everyone, and thank you for listening. There's always design tips you can use to work more efficiently and effectively with additive manufacturing systems. I'm here today with Juliet Combe, Application Engineer at Form Labs, to go over some various design tips that can maybe make your job a little bit easier. So thank you for joining me, Juliet. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So before we get started, maybe tell me a little bit about your background, about yourself. Sure. My education, I am an application, I am a mechanical engineer, and I actually started working on 3D printing in my master thesis on nano 3D printing at that time. Uh, and then when I joined Form Labs, I was first in the um, business development team for product partnership, and I was working on custom product for key accounts. For example, working for a company like New Balance and developing custom shoe sole for them, 3D printing um, material for shoe sole. And now I'm an application engineer for the product team uh, since two years. And my work consists in conducting research on applications or use cases, in particular for the manufacturing industry. Uh, So typically doing research on, um, for example, how to use 3D printed for a common manufacturing process um, in, in, in injection molding, for example. I think you've discussed that uh, already in your podcast. So that will be one of my focus. So doing research on that in collaboration with customer and then creating content, technical content on that. Okay. So given your background, where would you say the 3D printed printing industry is in relation to acceptance and use within a manufacturing environment? Yes, so the 3D printing technology is largely accepted um, for the engineers. Uh, Actually, we are working at Form Labs on the industry report. I think it's gonna be released end of January. And it shows that something around three of the four engineers, three of the four respondents are using 3D printing at the moment. They are probably half of them using it in-house. So it's really largely used. What is interesting to, to see is why is being used? And this is exactly what I'm researching, actually. <laughs> so um, the first application that we look at is obviously prototyping. This is the first application that comes to mind for 3D printing. And what is interesting is to try to expand that uh, beyond prototyping. And in particular, I'm looking into how to use 3D printing for rapid tooling. So this is a very exciting uh, topic, actually. Maybe it doesn't sound so attractive because it's very, yeah, rapid tooling. Uh, it's a um, very, let's say, uh, old industry, but it's very interesting what can be done with 3D printing for that. My sense is that rapid tooling is actually probably more used. It's just not covered as much by the media because it's just not as sexy as some of the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. We're really looking into what can be done for uh, mass customization and for limited series of end parts. Um, but actually what can be done on the factory floor is really interesting. But not only in the factory floor, but also just how a product designer can use 3D printing from um, the beginning of the product design cycle uh, with very early prototype 
all the way to production with using uh, 3D printing for tools at some point in the design. Mm -hmm. What are some of the trends you're seeing in tool development using 3D printing? What are some of the key benefits of using 3D printing in this way? Um, there, there are two, two types of tools, let's say. First, they are what we call manufacturing aids. This will be some sort of jigs, fixture, um, measuring devices, all type of work holding device that can be used on the factory floor, uh, a different type of the stage of the production and assembly process, also quality control. And those are very simple parts, but they are very important to uh, increase efficiency. So because they need to be customized for assembly to every different part that is being produced, the fact that you can actually print it in a few hours uh, and customize your device is really huge for time, time saving and cost saving. So that will be the first aspect. And there is a second aspect that will be, um, so what I call rapid tooling um, in general, that will be producing mold, dyes, forms, um, and all sorts of, uh, yeah, what we commonly call tool, for manufacturing process like injection molding, but also tam forming, um, composite manufacturing as well, such as, for example, some form for hand lamination, as well as um, using in the pre-break process. So um, vacuum bagging in an autoclave. This is also something that we are studying right now. And even sheet metal forming as well. So printing dye to actually form sheet, of sheet metal. That's also quite exciting. Okay, so let's go into materials a little bit. Are there enough materials for the designer to work with when it comes to developing tooling, either for the machine tool or for injection molding? Yes, yeah, so this is definitely at the core of the question because this is the different type of material that will um, expand the possibility in, in use cases. What is interesting actually with resin-based printing is that you have a lot of different um, material with a lot of different me mechanical property, but also thermal properties. At FarmLabs, we have, for example, uh, we have two materials that have a very high thermal resistance. And specifically, one is called rigid 10K material, rigid 10K resin. This is very rigid material, very stiff and also very resistant to uh, high temperature. So this is great for injection molding. We've seen really this application developing a lot since we re released this material and um, this is really opening a lot of uh, capabilities. But we also have material that not necessarily have high thermal, resist high, um, thermal resistance, but more um, some flexibility, some maybe um, good elongation, um, so that, for example, for example, that can be used in jigs and fixture. Okay. You mentioned, uh, did I hear you say sheet steel? Yeah. Now, is this sheet steel used in 3D printing? Are, are people printing with that to create molds? So... We've, we've been like um, just exploring the concept of using 3D printed dies to press sheet of metal. Okay. Um, so obviously that will be quite thin sheet of metal, but this is really interesting to see that with dies that are 3D printing with polymer material, right? So this is plastic material that you can actually 
properly banned um, metal sheet uh, and actually at very good resolution, really good uh, accuracy. Um, so that's also very interesting just for prototyping your parts um, in sheet metal to, to be able to produce the tooling that you will require for your process. You can produce it in 3D printing, 3D printing material. Uh, since you're doing a lot in the research, can you go into a little bit about what you're looking into? What do you? What are some of the trends that engineers can expect to see out of 3D printing in the next few years? I see the trend is that because we are exploring more and more, um, we are developing more and more material with uh, new me mechanical property and thermal properties, um, we can actually tackle and produce tools that will be able to handle very high intensive process and that will be able to produce high performance parts. So typically I mentioned composite parts. So this is an industry that is that has very high requirements. Um, producing composites is very intensive and the composite material itself is very high-end material. So it doesn't come to mind that easily that you can actually uh, produce it with 3D printed polymeric tools. But as we develop uh, more and more functional material, we will be able to produce that more and more easily. Now, where would you like to see 3D printing going in the next few years? I would like to, to see every designer using 3D printing not only for prototyping, but also for tooling. So typically, I mean, I start to see that with um, product designer that, as I mentioned, will be using 3D printing, direct 3D printing for prototyping first. And then after they will print their tool so that they can prototype series. Um, so low volume series of typically injection molding for like hundreds of units. Um, they could also do it uh, with thermoforming, for example, or other method. And then this is what we call bridging the gap between prototyping and production. Actually, a lot of people refer to that saying that how rapid tooling is really the great tool to fill this gap that we see between prototyping capabilities and all those manufacturing methods that are really suitable only for high volume production. So yeah, this is really what I would like to see in the future, how all product designer will be able to bridge this gap. So what needs to happen in order for the designer to help bridge that gap? So we need to, um, well, basically we need to really try. So make uh, the test experiment to see that 3D printed work 3D printed tool work um, in some extent, obviously, we cannot use a 3D printing mold to produce hundreds of thousands of units. This is not possible. And it's also not the goal, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like not to not be afraid to use 3D printed polymeric tool in very intensive process and try it and see the benefit of just having hundreds of parts being made with this process. Do you think that so, maybe there's an issue with uh, the development time required to make tooling with 3D printing, that that may be one of the inhibitions in experimenting with 3D printing? Or is it more just familiarity? People just need to just play with it, get familiar with it, and get comfortable with it. 
Yeah, I think actually first is a problem of conception. Just as I say, having the idea of um, plastic tool, a polymeric tool work with intensive process is not really something we have in mind, but also just disrupting process that are in place is not always that easy, especially if we look at companies that have an established process on how they will move to production. Just taking the risk of trying something like new technology and, and seeing how it works. Yeah. Do you have any design tips that would make the entire process easier with developing tooling using 3D printing? Yeah, yeah. So uh, if I think about it more in terms of the injection molding um, ID, because this is the one I've studied the most lately, but I think this applies also to uh, every uh, mold making process. When designing a metal mold, uh, if you have experience in designing a metal mold, there won't be much trouble designing a 3D printing mold. Actually, I have, um, uh, I've been working with a customer of us that is um, working in a technical college in, in the US, um, Kim Olson, we've done a design class with him that you can find online. And he's teaching uh, how to design metal, free, uh, metal injection molding mold is really his class. And to teach his, his student, he's actually teaching them to 3D print it first. So they first design the mold for 3D printing it, then they 3D print it, and they inject from the 3D printed mold. Uh, but this is a class for designing metal mold. So in his opinion, there is really not much to, to adjust. However, you really like have to keep in mind, so that would be my, um, my advice, that a polymer 3D printing tool is more fragile than a metal tool, obviously. It's more fragile, it's also less accurate. When you're thinking about designing a mold uh, that will be uh, handling high pressure and high temperature, you should think about designing it to make as the least effort as possible on that mold. So there are some tips like that. So for example, having a large gate, uh, having large vents, uh, this will really decrease the pressure inside the cavity of the mold. So if you always keep in mind, I want to protect my mold against this high pressure and try to make it live as long as possible, you will think about exactly having large gate, large trends, having not very, uh, not too deep of um, design for your cavity. Things like that are, are really important. So it sounds like the the kind of design requirements or something that you would use for metal are very similar to what you would use in 3D printing. Is that correct? Yes, yes. You can also accommodate a similar uh, say structure of the mold. So if, if again, I, I think about injection molding, you can have side action mold the same way. And actually, if you think about if, so if you don't have any knowledge in designing molds, so we have actually a lot of uh, users that don't have any knowledge and want to start doing this application. 3D printed, a 3D printed mold would be easier to design because you might not need any cooling channel, for example. Uh, you might not need any ejector pins, for example. So that would also simplify the design. Uh, but you can add if you want. It's just, yeah, it's just something you can add, but usually it's, um, it's not necessary. Yeah, the great thing about 3D printing is it's easy to experiment. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's also what to keep, like the second thing to keep in mind is that it costs nothing to add 
more holes or more um, like design complexity, actually. It's just something you're gonna add in the design card, but it's not uh, something that's gonna be easier, uh, more complex to manufacture, which is not the same for machining a mold with CNC machine. So basically good basic injection molding design tips that you would normally do, you can absolutely apply to 3D printing. Plus you can add additional complexity depending on mm -hmm. what you need to do. Yeah, exactly. And also, for example, for a thermoforming mold, um, I've had customers that told me that they, so a thermoforming mold uh, needs a lot of holes to have the air circulating and they actually can add as many holes as they want, right? With a 3D printing uh, mold. So that's also really a great way to use the, the, the freedom of design from 3D printing. And the fact of having more holes and more air vents actually increase the quality of the air pressure on your mold and you will have a better surface. Any final words that you would like to say? Yeah, I mean, this is um, this is really uh, one thing I, I really want to say keep open is that there are so much that can be done with tooling with 3D printed tools, and that's as I say again, this is something that needs to be tried. So I really recommend to product designer and engineers to don't hesitate to try a tool with 3D printing, and it really might work and might be of great use and a great help. And you can just keep your design and then improve it. I mean, this is really like the advantage for product design and developing a design with the help of 3D printing is that you can iterate as much as you can in a very uh, quick way. So I was just actually uh, chatting with a customer uh, recently that told me um, using uh, 3D printing, 3D printed injection mold, they managed to produce product they. A product in five weeks instead of a year. Wow. So that was really, yeah, that was really a shortcut. That's quite a time saving. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being here with me today, Juliet. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. 